Hi y'all, this is Carrie D. Welcome to the Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast. Join me every Thursday for some much needed encouragement, coffee, and conversation. It's my prayer that this podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Hey, if you're blessed each week by our podcast, make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. Then share our podcast with some of your homeschooling friends who might need a little encouragement this week. You can also find me at my website, coffeewithcarry.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. Let's get started. This week is table talk. Let's talk about KP duty. Now let's be honest, not only are we the teacher, nurse, and school counselor, but we get to be that sexy cafeteria lady too. Yes, we have to feed them too. And ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Y'all, when you homeschool, you hear I'm hungry all the time. There really is such a thing as breakfast number one, second breakfast, and midday breakfast. My kids were always hungry two hours after we ate breakfast, and then they usually needed a hearty breakfast snack before the lunch hour. It's just a homeschool thing. The kitchen really is the heart of every homeschool. And as homeschooling moms, you really do spend a lot of time in the kitchen. Yes, when you homeschool, you feel like you live in the kitchen. You're either planning meals, prepping meals, preparing meals, cooking meals, or cleaning up after the meals. It's a homeschool struggle that no one ever really tells you about when you start homeschooling. Yet, it's something every homeschool mom deals with on a daily basis. And with inflation so high right now, we really need to be creative in how we stretch what we buy. So the secret to surviving is to plan ahead, to delegate, and to reorganize that kitchen. Now, while homeschooling very active kids and feeding growing bodies and cleaning mounds and mounds of dishes, you get to a point where you need to streamline your KP duty and the chores. For my own sanity, I had to come up with six simple strategies to streamline my cafeteria lady role. So the six things that I had just had to do was one, I loosely planned our weekly menu. Two, I shopped one time a week or once a month with bulk shopping. Three, I prepped meals weekly or monthly for my freezer meals. Four, I chopped my seasoning in advance. Five, we had, we cooked weekly staples. And six was my favorite. It was my rule. She who cooks never cleans. So let me talk about these. First, the key to simplifying your meal prep is to plan in advance. An ounce of prep goes a long way to tame those chaotic days. When you meal prep, you have less to think about each day. Now, I'm from New Orleans, so I grew up with red beans and rice on Mondays, fish or seafood on Fridays, and a big pot of red gravy with pasta or a pot roast on Sundays. It's a Southern thing. Now, I continued this tradition into our meal planning, too. Once we started homeschooling, I then added some of my own. 
You don't have to be dogmatic about your planning, but it does help to have some regular rhythm to your meal prep. Now, my mama taught me how to cook with whatever was in the pantry or with whatever was left in the refrigerator. So my meal planning is very open-ended. Basically, if you have some olive oil, some onions, and some cheese on hand, you can make just about anything taste great. Now, in our home, we had, I kind of called them theme days. I modeled it after what my mom did. So there's room for variety and some flexibility. Now, in our Cali New Orleans fusion home, Mondays are not just for beans anymore. Monday is my crock pot day. I have beans, soup, pot roast, all of it. Depending on the season, the outside temperature, and what's in my veggie drawer, I simmer a pot of soup or a pot of red beans in the crock pot on Mondays. So on Mondays, my crock pot is usually full of either chili or vegan 12 bean soup, maybe some chicken tortilla soup or beef stew or lentils, which are my husband's favorite or minestrone, which is my favorite or gumbo, or of course, red beans and rice. Now for my hubby and son, I added a simple sandwich to our Monday soup meals. I mean, come on, grilled cheese with tomato bisque or chicken tortilla soup or quesadillas they're a match made in heaven. Then in our house, Tuesdays were taco nights or Mexican night, and Thursdays were usually our pasta night. If I have time to cook a homemade meal, I do. If not, I pull out of my freezer one of the frozen homemade lasagnas or chicken enchiladas or taco casserole or eggplant parmigiana that I prepared and froze for those busy, chaotic nights. More to come on freezer meals in just a second. And since Wednesdays are our co-op days, we always have takeout or leftovers on Wednesday nights. And since I'm always super tired at the end of the week, Friday evenings were usually breakfast for dinner nights. Both of these were my kids' favorites. Now, the best part about takeout night and breakfast for dinner is I'm usually not the cook. <laughs> the local burger slinger at the In-N-Out grills my Wednesday night dinner, and my husband or my kids flip the pancakes, or scramble the eggs for Friday night's breakfast dinner. Now, our Saturdays, they used to be full of baseball and theater and weekend activities. So one year, y'all, I just finally gave up. So now, Saturdays are usually our entree salad dinner night or a vegetarian bowl night. Now, I throw into a big bowl whatever lettuce or greens we have. I chop up some veggies. And it's really whatever I have on hand. Tomatoes, cucumbers, radishes, some celery, peppers, avocados, you name it, I use it. And if we have a salad-friendly fruit, I'll throw that in too. I always have nuts and dried fruit on hand, so I usually throw in some of that too. And I add something for our crunch factor. You know, some croutons, some fried onions, tortilla chips or strips. And in our pre-vegan days, some kind of cheese was tossed into the bowl too. And then to turn our salad into a bowl, I always cook some quinoa or some kind of rice medley. I'd throw it into the salad, mix it up, put it on the kitchen table with an array of salad dressings, and it was a come and eat and serve yourself kind of a dinner. Now, Sundays were my favorite. This was when I really got to speak my love language, which, if you haven't figured out yet, is cooking for others. Now, Sundays are our family supper days. This is when I cook family favorites like pot roast and fried chicken or a seafood boil or a big pot of red gravy with meatballs and spaghetti. 
And Sunday is also the day I prep and cook for the rest of the week and month. So keep listening. I'm going to talk more about that in a minute too. So our weekly dinner rhythm, you know, so I had this rhythm, so I didn't really have to plan too much. It was already a given. Mondays were our crock pot day or our soup and sandwich day. Tuesday was always taco Tuesday or some kind of Mexican meal. Wednesday was always our takeout or leftover night. Thursday was some kind of pasta night. Friday was our breakfast for dinner night. Saturday was our salad or vegetarian night. And then Sunday was when I really went to town with a family favorite. So tweak, tweak our family's theme nights or create your own. The idea is to keep it simple and to do what works best for your family and your family schedule. And then add in some special nights or traditions too. When it was our family movie night or game night, we traditionally made some homemade pizza. And let's be honest, sometimes I didn't have my act together, so the pizza pie was delivered by Domino's. Okay, so meal prep and think ahead. Second, create your grocery shopping list as you plan your weekly meals. I made it a hard and fast rule a long time ago that if the item needed wasn't already in my pantry, garden, or refrigerator, then I didn't really need it that week. So if a recipe called for like sausage and all I had was ground beef, guess what? I used the ground beef. If the recipe called for basil, but all I had was parsley, you guessed it, parsley it was. In all honesty, this is how I've created some of my family's favorite dishes. I just refused to go to the grocery for one item, all right? So one day I was making my mom's ground beef potato casserole and I was out of frozen hash browns and potatoes, but I did have a bag of frozen tater tots and I didn't have a cream of mushroom can or cream cheese on hand, but I did have some sour cream and I even had the wrong cheese for the recipe, but I did have a little bit of grated Monterey Jack cheese. So I whipped up my mom's casserole recipe, but with the ingredients I had on hand instead of going to the grocery. That night, my family declared it was the best beef and potato casserole I ever made. Go figure. My impromptu substitution creation became a new staple in our home. Try not to waste time going back to the grocery for one more item. Just make do with what you have and be a little creative. Now, we also buy in bulk once a month, so we only have to go to the grocery once a week for those fresh items that I can't get at Sam's or for items that we're not growing in the garden. My number one piece of advice for meal prep and bulk shopping is to create an extensive seasoning collection. A little seasoning goes a long way, especially when you realize you need something that you don't have. Dried seasoning and fresh herbs also come in handy for morning time marinating for that dinner later that night. Buy your seasoning in bulk so you always have tons on hand and buy a variety of it too. And as much as possible, grow your own herbs and then dry and store them. Trust me, a little seasoning goes a long way when you're trying to prep healthy and delicious meals on a budget and in a hurry. Now next, I always set aside one day a week or at least one day a month to cook multiple meals for the week or for the month. As I made several meals for the week, I would make double batches and freeze them. If a day was unexpectedly busy, I could grab a homemade meal from the freezer instead of spending money on takeout. Now, if you don't have time to set aside a day to cook, then as you prepare meals for dinner, 
Just get in the habit of making a double batch. You're already chopping and making a mess and cleaning up the mess, so why not make two batches? Eat one for dinner that night and then freeze the extra batch for another evening. Now, some of my favorite meals to make in bulk and then to freeze are stuffed peppers. I mean, I could stuff peppers for days, meatless or meat-filled. They're just delicious and they freeze very easily. Chicken parmigiana or eggplant parmesan if you want a vegetarian meal. Chicken enchiladas or wet burritos. They're super easy to make. You roll them up, you freeze them, and then when you put them in the oven, then you pour your um, enchilada sauce or your verde sauce on top of it. I mean, any kind of soup you can freeze. Minestrone is my favorite to freeze. Make a beef pie or some chicken pot pies. Delicious. So easy to freeze and then cook when you need. Of course, any kind of lasagna or Italian casserole is going to be a great freezer meal meatloaf, meatloaf, meatloaf. It's so good and so easy to freeze and make in advance. And then, of course, mini and large size meatballs and make a big pot of red gravy and freeze it. Tater tot casserole, that's the one I was telling you about that my mom made. And then sometimes I just make tons of pulled pork or my husband will smoke some brisket or make a pot roast and we'll shred it all up and put them in Ziploc bags, freeze it. And then whenever I don't have time to cook, I know that I could always go pull out some delicious pulled pork, brisket, or pot roast for whatever meal we're having. And then of course, chicken and mushrooms. That's another one of our family favorites. And it's so easy to make and freeze. Add your family's favorites. Now, another time saver that also cut down on the grocery bill is to buy whatever is on sale in bulk at Costco or Sam's. So let's say the ground beef this week is a great deal. Buy more than you normally would need for the week or for the month. Then when you get home or on your designated cooking day, prep all your meals with the ground beef that you got on sale. But be creative. You'll be amazed at how many different meals you can create with the on sale ground beef. Now, I usually uh, prep crock pot meals and gallon freezer bags. So I open up the ground beef that was on sale. I divvy it up into four or five Ziploc bags. And then in one bag, I add Italian seasoning. In another bag, I add French onion dip packets. In another bag, I add some Mexican seasoning. And in another bag, I add some Greek or Mediterranean type of seasoning. And then I leave one bag of the ground beef plain. So I mix the seasoning in. I add some onions, garlic, peppers, celery, whatever fits your seasoning that you put in the ground beef, right? Then I shape them. So the Italian seasoned uh, ground beef, I roll it into meatballs. The French onion seasoned ground beef is molded into patties for maybe Salisbury steak. The Greek seasoning ground beef is rolled into like Lulu style with skewers on them. And then I leave the Mexican seasoned ground beef all alone so I can just ground it up and brown it up for tacos. You get the picture. Then when needed, I take the bag out of the freezer, dump it into the crock pot, and before we serve dinner, maybe an hour before, I add some kind of sauce if needed. Now, another sanity-saving prep strategy is to cook staples for the week. Now, what I mean by that is on my designated cooking day, which is usually Sunday afternoon, I usually brown several pounds of ground beef for tacos or burritos, or I'll grill up some um, several chicken breasts for salads or for added protein. And I put them in containers in the refrigerator for the week. It makes for quick lunches, 
quick snacks, or even last-minute dinners. And it's easier to warm up already cooked beef or chicken than it is to get it out, chop it, and grill it. I just open up the bag or the container, I dump into the pan, and enjoy. Now each week, I usually cook some quinoa, maybe some pasta, or some rice, and I roast some fresh beets. Again, having cooked pasta or rice on hand for a healthy lunch or a quick dinner is perfect. And if we're serving salad as an entree, or maybe we're making homemade pizza, I can add some of the grilled chicken or some of the quinoa or some of the roasted beets into the salad or onto the pizza for some extra protein. And I love putting quinoa and roasted beets into our salads to turn them into a full-blown entree with tons and tons of extra protein. Now, I also chop seasoning in bulk. So while I'm preparing weekly meals, I also chop a bunch of onions, a ton of celery, a bunch of green onions, and some carrots. Now, I use a lot of these veggies in my cooking, so I pre-cut them and I store them in containers in the refrigerator. Then when I'm cooking dinner, I just simply dump the chopped seasoning I need into the saute pan or into the crock pot. Chopping my seasoning in advance saves me hours in the kitchen each week. And then finally, add our family rule to your kitchen too. She who cooks never cleans. Yeah, whoever cooks gets the night off from doing dishes in our house. You know it. That means my hubby and my kids often have KP duty. And they have it down to a science now. But what's good for the goose is good for the gander. So on the nights that my hubby cooks or the pizza guy delivers pizza, or one of my kids treats us to a homemade meal, then I gladly do the dishes. So try using these six simple strategies to streamline your cooking. Remember, loosely plan a weekly menu so you know what to do during the week. Then shop once a week. Don't go back for things you forgot or shop once a month for bulk shopping. Prep your meals weekly or at least once a month for some freezer meals. Chop that seasoning in advance. Trust me, it's going to save you tons of time. Cook weekly staples, right? Come up with some theme nights and then add the rule, she who cooks never cleans. Okay, the secret to surviving is to plan ahead, to delegate, and to reorganize. We talked about planning ahead, so let's talk about delegation. Now, as soon as my kids could safely use a butter knife, I taught them how to use the toaster and the oven to make simple lunches, sandwiches, omelets, and healthy treats. So first, let's tackle lunch. How do you make your lunches laid back? Why do you delegate? Assign each child a day of the week to be responsible for lunch. Yes, you heard that correctly. (laughs) Give each child a day of the week to plan, prep, and cook lunch for everyone in the family. And then on their assigned day, they're responsible for cooking lunch for the family. Now, be prepared for simple lunches, but if you're like me, anything tastes good if you're not the one cooking it, right? All right, five-year-olds, they can make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Seven-year-olds can prepare a French crudité lunch or a charcuterie board. It's just fancy French for a tray of cut-up vegetables and fruit and some slices of cheese and deli meats. A 10-year-old can open up a box of mac and cheese and prepare it, and a 12-year-old can make homemade hamburgers or grilled cheese sandwiches. Delegating lunch duty or dinner duty is also a perfect opportunity to teach your child how to cook simple and healthy meals. 
And trust me, your future daughter-in-law or son-in-law will thank you too. Now in our kitchen, I also had kid-friendly knives and cooking utensils. I spent time teaching my children how to cut correctly and safely. We invested in a toaster oven that bakes, toasts, roasts, broils, grills, warms. It's like a mini oven, right? And we also put the microwave where the kids could reach it. This way, they could bake potatoes for for the family, or they could make English McMuffin mini pizzas safely and with ease. And as they matured, I taught them how to use the griddle to make grilled cheese sandwiches or homemade burgers. I also had somewhat healthy frozen items in the freezer just in case one child didn't plan ahead. Thank you, Trader Joe's. Now, my daughter, who became a vegan in high school, often put together some hearty salads and cucumber sandwiches for us when it was her turn to make lunch, and my son mastered the art of cooking bacon for his delicious California BLTs and bacon cheeseburgers. I knew at least two days a week I wasn't responsible for cooking lunch. And then as my kids got older, I assigned them two days a week. Hey, It's called home economics and it's free labor, right? So on the days that I prepared lunches, it was my turn to do lunch. I often made simple things in advance that I could just pull out and serve for lunch. So some of my favorite go-to pre-made lunches that I usually prepared on Sundays and put in the refrigerator were deviled eggs. I always had a ton of those on hand. Twice-baked potatoes. My son loved those. Of course, soup and a simple sandwich cold pasta or antipasta salad. My kids loved pasta salad. Tuna fish salad until I cooked it too much and the kids got sick of it. And Waldorf chicken salad. All of those you can easily make one day and then have it in your refrigerator ready to go for an easy lunch. Now the same is true for breakfast. Delegate, delegate, delegate. Now, as a treat, I would make homemade pancakes or quiche or cinnamon rolls or my son's favorite beignets for breakfast, but most mornings, the kids were responsible for grabbing and getting their own breakfast. Now, I often had overnight oats in the refrigerator and homemade frozen spinach and mushroom egg breakfast sandwiches in the freezer. These homemade frozen breakfast sandwiches saved me the year my dad lived with us. They were basically a healthy version of an egg McMuffin. My kids often kept breakfast simple by making themselves a bowl of cereal, some cinnamon toast maybe, or spinning up a protein smoothie. Now, a five-year-old can spread cream cheese on a bagel, and an eight-year-old can learn to safely make an omelet or a breakfast burrito. And if you have a toddler, then make your eldest responsible for making two of something for breakfast so that he can share it with the youngest if you're rushed one morning and don't have time to make breakfast for the toddler. Then everyone came to the table with breakfast in hand, ready for family devotions. We ate and feasted on God's word and good food all at the same time. So delegate, delegate, delegate. Trust that your kids can do it. Now remember, the secret to surviving is to plan ahead, to delegate, and to reorganize. Now we talked about planning ahead and delegating. Let's tackle the last one, reorganizing your kitchen. Mom, I'm hungry. Y'all, I heard it all the time, especially when Joe was going through his growth spurt. Let's face it, if your hungry toddler, moody middle schooler, or cranky teen is not fed, A certain meltdown is sure to happen. And if we're really being honest, a hungry mom is a hangry mom. 
When our blood sugars crash or that three o'clock bewitching hour hits, often a simple snack will tame the hangry beast. So what do you do when you're in the middle of lessons or you're helping one child with long division or you finally got to that important email? Well, here are a few of my favorite snack hacks that kept my hair from going prematurely gray and ways to tame those hangry beasts. One, I had a mom-approved snack door. Two, I had kid-friendly treats in the refrigerator. And three, I had easy, accessible items in the kitchen. Okay, so first, creating a snack drawer was a game changer for me. Set aside one or two drawers in your kitchen. Fill them with mom-approved snacks. So in our snack drawer, I placed raisins, cranberries, protein bars, nuts, and a few other treats that my kids love. On the counter, there was always a bowl full of fresh fruit like apples, plums, and bananas. Each week, I would replenish the snack drawer and the fruit bowls. Then, fill one or two drawers in your refrigerator with healthy go-to snacks. And make sure you use a drawer in your refrigerator that your littlest one can reach. On my weekly meal prep day, I would prepare the kid-friendly treats by cutting up celery and carrot sticks, dicing up some fresh melons, and washing the grapes and blueberries. My daughter ate blueberries like they were candy. And they were placed in the refrigerator snack drawer, along with the string cheese, yogurt, cottage cheese, that was pre-vegan days, and other snack-friendly items that my kids liked. One year, my kids were on a pickle kick, so we had tons of sweet pickles in the snack drawer too. Go figure. Now, when the kids barked that they were hungry, I gave them permission to retrieve something from the snack drawer. The keywords, they retrieved the snack. I didn't stop what I was doing to go get them a snack. I didn't make them wait either, especially if I could see the hangry monster in their eyes about to emerge. I didn't fix it for them. They retrieved it themselves from the mom-approved snack drawer. Now, finally, I rearranged the kitchen cabinets and refrigerator so everything for our snack shelf service was easily acceptable and non-breakable. So at the dollar store, I purchased plastic plates and mugs and sippy cups. I also bought some quart-sized containers for things like milk, lemonade, orange juice, you know, stuff like that. And I created a self-serve cabinet in the kitchen for the kids. I placed non-breakable plates and cups that they could easily reach in the lower cabinet. And then I bought gallon-sized milk and juices to save money, but little hands couldn't hold them or pour them. It was a mess waiting to happen. So I would pour the milk or any other mom-approved drink into the quart-sized, lightweight plastic containers and place them on the bottom shelf for the little hands. This way, for morning cereal, they could reach the milk and pour it without making a mess. Well, most of the time. So when you're reorganizing your kitchen to make it kid-friendly, safe, and accessible, make sure you have a mom or poo snack drawer, or two, kid-friendly treats all ready to go in the refrigerator, and your easy, accessible items for them to use, like, like forks and plates. The kitchen really is the heart of every home, especially when you homeschool. But you don't have to live in the kitchen. Remember, the secret to surviving is to plan ahead, to delegate, and to reorganize. Now, if you have any kitchen tips or snack hacks or organizational ideas I didn't mention, send them my way. 
Now that I have a newly remodeled kitchen, I would love to hear them. Bon appetit, y'all. Thank you for hanging out with me and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining me, make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. If you're new to homeschooling or you're looking for ways to simplify and streamline your homeschooling, this is a perfect book to read. And don't forget, you can find me at my website, coffeewithcarry.org. If you heard something you liked or you heard something new, then share our podcast with a friend who might need a little encouragement this week or with a mom friend who's looking for some organizational tips. And if you haven't already, we would love for you to subscribe to Coffee with Carrie podcast and maybe leave a little review. Thank you in advance for listening to us each week and for sharing my podcast, my book, and our homeschool mom ministry with your friends. We're so very honored and grateful. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, my podcast, and my book will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless. And see you next time.